From Leader Me Weekly, I'm Molly Garcia. This is the Empowering Teacher. Goals are important to me personally and to me as a teacher. Equally as important are the goals of my students. I want my students to understand and embrace the importance of goals and the goal setting process. And that's why I spend so much time in this area. I teach them the how, the what, and the why of goals. I model my own for them, and I work hard to monitor, track, and to communicate them regularly. And this, my friend, is the problem. I'm doing all of the work. I set the goals for my students. I track them, hold data chats with them, fill in graphs, make suggestions, and my sweet students, they are highly appreciative. Or are they? If I'm honest, the goals aren't really theirs at all. They're mine. Created by me, tracked and monitored by, you guessed it, me. I find myself before and after school trying to catch up on their goals. And I'm trying to keep things organized, but I'm overwhelmed. And my students are simply passive observers. It shouldn't be this way, right? Welcome everyone. Today, we're gonna be jumping into conversation around the topic of goals. This is an area we can find ourselves floundering, not sure which goals to set for ourselves or with our students. How do we move from floundering to focus so that we can be intentional when it comes to setting and achieving goals? To help us dig into this question, we've invited Senior Leader Me coach and consultant and contributor to Publishing Soon, the Four Disciplines of Execution for Educators, Lynn Fairbrother Kaczynski. Lynn, welcome to The Empowering Teacher. Thanks, Molly. It's great to be here. First of all, oh my goodness, thank you for sharing a space with us around the topic of goals. We know goal setting is not foreign territory to the classroom teacher. This idea of setting smart goals really is a common practice that we've seen for quite a while. But what we're jumping into today is quite different. It's more than just knowing what our goals are. It's strategically setting up a system that's going to help us achieve them. So, Lynn, let's just jump right into it. For our listeners not completely familiar with 4DX, what is it and how is it different from a SMART goal? Oh, Molly, that's such a great question and a really important one. And just to start with SMART goals, because most teachers are familiar with those, they're those goals that are specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. However, few people know how to execute around these goals. And that's where 40X comes in. And it's just different um, from simply setting a SMART goal or a goal. When you use 40X, not only do we set a goal or a wildly important goal, as we call them, We also determine very specific strategies that we call lead measures to achieve the goal. And we're very specific about what we're going to do and how often we're going to do it. And then another difference between SMART goals and 40X is that we consistently use uh, scoreboards to monitor our progress um, using 40X. Um, Teachers know at any given moment if they're winning or losing relative to achieving their goal. And then finally, we talk about our strategies and progress a lot during what we call a cadence of accountability. 
So Molly, as you can see, it's so much more than just simply writing a goal. It's like, how do we achieve that goal? And that's the power of the four disciplines of execution. Yeah. If you think about it, it's like a beautiful roadmap that is systematically laid out for us. Absolutely. I'm curious, thinking about our teachers in the classroom, how have you seen teachers floundering with goals in the past? Yeah, first of all, I think teachers are just in general overcome by the sheer numbers of priorities in their school. Um, there are typical school improvement goals, but also day-to-day goals like determining best strategies to use when like, teaching in a hybrid environment, for example. Um, everything in schools is just seemingly so important and teachers aren't sure which goal they should give their energy to. And then when they do have a clear focus, they lack that process, or as you call it, a roadmap for tackling that goal. Yeah, it seems like the floundering zone really keeps us just from coming up for oxygen and not really knowing which direction we're going in, right? A lot of work on our part and not much of those results that we're aiming for with our students. And this can be such a frustrating feeling. For sure. Absolutely. And we just don't want to frustrate people. And I think that's what's so refreshing about 40X is that it um, finally we have this process that says, here's how we go about achieving our goals. This is what we need to do. Gosh, Lynn, I love what you're sharing with us today. So let's just lay this system out. So you shared first the importance of being like focus specific, this, this almost laser-like approach to setting the SMART goal, right? I'm using air quotes, SMART goals, so to speak, this our wildly important goal. And then identifying those lead measures, those I betcha, you know, I, I betcha if I did these two things that I'd reach my goal. And then you went into this idea of scoreboarding, right? So that we can tell whether we're winning or we're losing, and then following that with this cadence of reflective conversations on our progress. I mean, it's so simple. However, we know simple doesn't always mean easy. So you had to pick out some specifics about the process that's really helping teachers feel better about teaching goals and achieving those tangible results. What comes to mind? Gosh, Molly, a few different things. Um, One thing that you said is, what is helping teachers feel better? And what helps them feel better are those results that you're seeing. So let's go there for a minute. Um, specifically, like the power of 40X is the system as a whole. And um, you don't just get to pick or choose your favorite discipline and ignore the others. And so it isn't like, hey, if discipline two is your favorite, just do that one. I mean, these these disciplines, they work together. <laughs> and so like teachers who are really using all four disciplines together and are staying true to the process, they are just seeing great results. I just would love to share with you this amazing school, Hiller Elementary. They have about 75% of their students are not native English speakers. And of those, it's about 60% are refugees that have been displaced from their home countries. And so you can imagine that language gaps exist. And then on top of that, they have to take these state standardized achievement tests. And so you can imagine initially when the students were first tested, the scores weren't terrific, but the school embraced the 40X process and embraced it across the board. I mean, teachers had their wildly important goals and students had their wildly important goals and they were 
you know, really all aligned to closing proficiency gaps and improving their English proficiency. And the results that they achieved were just quite remarkable. And over a year's time, not only did their state assessment scores improve, but 91% of their limited English proficient learners demonstrated growth on an English language proficiency assessment. Wow, Lynn. I mean, that gives me chills. That is awesome. I mean, look at those results. I mean, it sounds like consistency and staying loyal to the process made a huge impact on those results. Exactly. Yes, it's so important. Okay. So I'm a teacher, and I just listened to that story. I, I might be getting fired up and excited about the possibilities of this process and envisioning right, this opportunity for my students. And at the same time, I might be feeling just apprehensive about spending time with goal setting because of those past experiences, right, of chasing it, working hard, and still not getting those results that I was going after. So what would you, what, you know, what would you share that might alleviate some of my fears or concerns? Molly, that reminds me of a teacher I was talking to just the other day, and we were, we were, she was learning about this four disciplines of execution process. And at the end of our time together, she said, oh, you know what? I think I'm going to start this process next year. I said, next year? There are four months of school left. <laughs> Just think what you can do in four months. And then like how comfortable you'll be with the process next year, like if you start it right now. And um, so I just really encouraged her to embrace and trust the 4DX process and just go for it. And while it might feel a little clunky at first, as people become familiar with the process, it'll get easier. And then those results are what keep people motivated. And so I just encourage people jump in there. And again, don't expect perfection from the start. Um, processes take a little bit of time. And, but once they're familiar with the process, it'll all start falling into place. And again, those results are um, the proofs in the pudding, right? Those results are going to keep you motivated. And um, we certainly know the 4DX process works. And we also know that student achievement cannot wait. Yeah, so worth it, right? It makes us a little nervous because oftentimes we're working in the space of urgency However, we know an effective strategy is time, right? And we can define that by trusting the process of 4DX and not saying, hey, let's just, you know, pick and choose, just like you were sharing earlier. You know, this is a really cool scoreboard. Let's give this a shot. It's more than that, but truly engaging in all four disciplines collectively. Absolutely. With that floundering, we think about students, right? Our students flounder in the learning process. And we're going to flounder as adults as well as we're learning a new process, and that's okay. So we need to we need to take a lesson out of our own book that we often share with kids, and just be okay with um, floundering and the new learning that's taking place. Now, Lanny, thank you for your insight and helping us find ways just to work through those moments of apprehension and floundering with goal setting. I mean, we we all go through that as teachers. It just reminds us that we're human and that we can work through those challenges to get those results that we want for our students. I love it. It's our productive struggle. Point well taken, Lynn. Point well taken. <laughs> All right. We're going to jump into some questions that are going to let our listeners connect with you and get to know you a little bit more. So what do you see? Are you up 
for the rapid fire questions. Oh my goodness, I am up for the rapid fire questions. Absolutely. You're like, do I have a choice? (laughs) Thanks, Lynn. All right, here's our first question. What's your favorite song to sing out loud? (laughs) Well, Molly, I love and appreciate great singing, but it generally doesn't come from me. So I have this singing voice that makes dogs howl and babies cry. And so I generally, you won't find me singing out loud very often. (laughs) Unless I'm in the way back of a choir somewhere. (laughs) I'll have a seat right next to you. I've been told the same thing. I'll I'll be your singing partner, Lynn. (laughs) Perfect. I would love that. (laughs) If you had to eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Definitely oatmeal. I eat it pretty much every day as it is. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? To teleport. Yeah, when I am speaking with people on the phone, I often think, oh, I would just love to just blink and be right there next to them. So definitely to teleport. Yes, especially in these times, I'm with you. What was the last book you read? The last book I read was called Memory Rescue. It's a really insightful book filled with all kinds of science and research behind it. It's quite fascinating. That does not surprise me coming from Lynn Kaczynski. It's very fitting. (laughs) In one sentence, what is the best piece of leadership advice you've ever received? So the advice that really sticks with me is a good leader takes less than their share of the credit and more than their share of the blame. Yeah, isn't that the truth? Thinking of the great leaders amongst us, that statement rings true. Well, thanks for joining in the fun with us. We'll be right back with some more insight and greatness from Lynn in just a moment. Welcome to the Paradigm Pause. Today, let's dive into the paradigm of potential, especially as it relates to setting and achieving goals. When we think and act through the paradigm of potential that everyone has genius, not just a few, we honor everyone's unique gift and ability to contribute to the world. Let's connect that with our episode today. Lynn shared with us the power of the four disciplines of execution, that it's a system to not only set goals, but achieve them. Empowering teachers nurture self-efficacy, giving students encouragement and practice to exercise their potential and visualize themselves reaching their goals. When we know our students have potential and they know it as well, they're naturally drawn to be more of a risk taker and dive into their goals. They become able to embrace new learning and mastery, or maybe they move cautiously forward beyond their current state. Either way, they discover their potential. Take a moment to imagine the influence our students will have on the world when they unleash their potential and know the impact of achieving their goals. Wondering where to begin when it comes to helping students set goals? I'm Sarah Ann Sawyers, former AB Combs teacher and Leader in Me coach, currently serving as Leader in Me Online's digital content manager. I'm inviting you to check out our 4DX mini lessons resource, a bank of bite-sized lessons aimed at helping students achieve the wildly important. Search for 4DX mini lessons at leaderinme.com today. Welcome back, everyone. Lynn, our podcast has come to a close. And as you and our listeners know, we our goal is to always end each episode 
with one action step, one doable strategy that the empowering teacher could take right back to the classroom. So taking our paradigm pivot of moving from flounder to focus, what's one thing our teachers can do tomorrow that will be a game changer for implementing the 4DX process? Molly, they need to do just what you said, focus. So from flounder to focus, the best way to begin this process is just that, to focus on one wildly important goal and then apply the 4DX process all the way through. You heard it. Keep it simple. Choose one wildly important goal and 4DX it out to the max. Absolutely. Lynn, thank you for sharing your genius with us today. To all of our Leader Me listeners, remember to visit leaderme.com to find ready-to-use resources, articles, and videos about how to bring the 4DX goal achievement process to your classroom. And let's all be on the lookout for this new book, The Four Disciplines of Execution for Educators This Summer. And of course, a big thank you for tuning in today. Keep shining. You got this.